This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I am here speaking on the level today with Forrest Holdorf. Forrest, why don't we start out by telling me the name of your home Blue Lodge and any titles that you hold in that lodge. Okay, my home uh, lodge is Arizona Number 2, and I am the uh, treasurer of Arizona Number 2. And are you a member of any other appendant bodies or anything? I'm not. Okay. And what year were you raised, and how long have you been a, a Mason? Excuse me. I was raised uh, to a master mason in 2013. So, uh, coming up uh, on your into a fellow craft in, in 2012, but been uh, attending here as a a mason uh, prospect since 2011. So <laughs> quite some time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so sounds like there was a couple of years there you were coming as a prospect. One of the kind of interesting questions I ask people is, when did you first become aware of Freemasonry? Okay. Um, well, as a little kid, I would see the decals on the backs of cars. And uh, I remember the the shrine with the sword and all that stuff kind of looked cool. Um, right. But I didn't really understand what that was other than, oh, those are Masonic symbols. Because, you know, the compass and square and then the, the shrine sword, just seen on those cars. But I always saw old white men driving those cars. And uh, so I, I didn't have anybody in my family, so I didn't know anything more than that until uh, uh, when I joined the, the police department, I uh, worked with lots of uh, masons. And so I could tell by their rings, they, they all had the, the compass and square. Right. And so there's at least a dozen of them. Wow. And, and half of those were also prior Marines like I was. And so those are the ones I kind of gravitated towards first, but they were all Prince Hall Masons. They were all African-American men. So was that here in Arizona or somewhere else? In Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., okay. And so I remember because when I first saw their symbols, I thought, well, that's a white man thing. You know, what are these black guys <laughs> doing wearing these symbols? And I never asked them. Wow. I, I never asked them directly. That's interesting. I just remember just observing it with my own, and I just thought, okay, well, maybe it's 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 different. And, and, and it's funny. It wasn't until... Uh, my government career was all over, and, and, and how I was close friends with these guys for years. Um, some of them I was cops and Marines with, or, or, or both. You never asked them, how are you I, I never asked them about masonry. I never asked them about black masonry, or, or were they masons? I just assumed they were, because of the symbols, and and uh, I just thought it was a more of a social group like the Elks or the American Legion, which I knew of because my grandfather was a member of that. So I knew there were groups that people joined, you know, like in the, in the 50s and 60s. And so I thought masonry was just kind of just one of those things, just a group. I didn't know it had um, education attached to it until I started becoming a writer um, after I, my government career was over and I found myself in transition and just kind of writing and doing research on... So on, did you ever, so let me back up, did you ever talk to those Prince Hall Masons about masonry at all or no? Never. You never Not did. Not until I became a Mason in Arizona. Wow, that's crazy. And through Facebook, I was already friends with them, and then I reached then out. Then you reached out and said, oh, by the way, I'm a Mason now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's almost like I had an opportunity um, 15, almost you know, 20 years ago to join them. You were in, you had an in, and that. you didn't even know it. I just didn't ask. <laughs> And, uh, and 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 even though we hung out socially and did lots of stuff together, they never asked me. And and and, and in hindsight, I thought well maybe it's because I was white, and you know, and they they just 
figured I would have to go a different branch. I didn't understand how all that worked until about 2008. I'm now living in Mississippi and uh, I'm, I'm helping my father run the family business. And so I don't ha I'm not working in my career field. And so I'm just spending a lot of time researching, writing my own little stuff. And so some of that stuff I got involved in was conspiracy theory type stuff. And so some of that kind of... So all of a sudden masonry pops its head up and that masonry stuff all the time. Again. <laughs> so then I started studying masonry mm. as um, a non-mason, just trying to find out what it was, seeing if it was part of the Illuminati and all this other um, conspiracy theory type stuff. And then, of course, I remembered the masons that I knew. I knew what kind of men they were, uh, uh, but I didn't know anything about Freemasonry other than, you know... So now I'm starting to do That's interesting. Research. So you knew some men who were Masons, and you knew they were good men, it sounds like. Yeah. And then you were reading this conspiracy theory stuff, but it wasn't jiving with the, what you knew of the people you knew that were Masons. Correct, okay. correct. I couldn't see them as, as devil worshippers. I couldn't see them as <laughs> right. um, anything that was involved in uh, the New World Order or anything like that. Right. And so I didn't know that maybe it's a different thing. It's Maybe there's two kinds of Masonry. So... Now here I am in Mississippi, the, you know, the deep south, and I just happened to uh, meet this other bar owner when I would go to hang out in his bar to kind of get away from my own bar. <laughs> uh, and he was an African American man, and he was a Mason. Oh wow! <laughs> and so you now, can't get away from it. Now um, uh, I built a rapport with him outside of masonry, just kind of as a customer and whatnot. And so then finally I started asking him questions about masonry. And, and so that kind of started my process of uh, wanting to personally get involved. So what, what year was this? This was 2008. Okay, so 2008, the, the interest in the, got a little bit stronger. When I started researching for it for something for me to join. Right. Rather than something I just knew about um, or knew people that were in, involved. And so, of course, you know, I, I can't, I didn't know it at the time, but I couldn't officially join being a Caucasian man in Mississippi because the, the rules they have there are still very uh, racially segregated. <laughs> segregated. Um, so I didn't officially join. I started hanging out with some of the ones there, and, and, but they didn't tell me that, and it was just a matter of, you know, we can put in a petition after a while. And so I didn't understand how that all worked. But anyway, after a couple of years, I, I decided to, to go back to college, so I ended up moving to Arizona. And so after a few months of being in Arizona, I tried to contact Prince Hall Masons here. Which and is, I don't know if you know, is there one chapter in Phoenix or is there more? There's more. There's more, okay. I know the one in South Phoenix, that's the only one. So I, I just went online, okay. you know, and, 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 and tried to contact, and I, I did contact the, 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 the head Prince Hall people, and then they um, gave me the name of a gentleman, and I actually met him in person. He bought me lunch, and we had a nice talk. And I explained to him, kind of like I'm telling you now. Um, but at the end, he said, well, um, he gave me uh, Andrew Warienka's number. He <laughs> said, I think you, um, you know, uh, you're welcome to try to join us, but I think you would be better uh, mm -hmm. suited to join with these guys. And and so uh, I, I I took it as the hint, you know, along racial lines, and I didn't know it then, but I found out later on that there's kind of like an agreement with uh, the the free and accepted Masons and the Prince Hall Masons in Arizona where they don't recruit each other's 
candidates. Right. So when they're officially even recognized, though, though, it's all part of, they're all officially Masons, they're all yeah. organizations. And I didn't know, the, I didn't understand the differences at the time. I just wanted to get my foot in the door. But I wanted to do it with the Prince Hall side at first because that's the only Mason Everybody that I knew. personally knew. Yeah. And, and, and although most of them are still in the D.C. area and I haven't lived there for many years, you know, we're still connected on Facebook and you know, maybe down the road I'll, I'll return there because that's kind of where I'm from. But so I, I wanted to start off with, with the Prince Hall side, you know, and I, I knew it was predominantly African-American. I didn't know it was exclusive. I knew, I knew officially it was not exclusively, but, um, but I, I, I didn't really understand the differences. So I called Andrew, um, just like the gentleman told me to. And then, of course, he told me that they meet down here. And uh, on Tuesday night. So, so what was so what what year do you remember when you moved? Two thousand eleven. Okay, so two thousand eleven. So it sounds like between two thousand eight and two thousand eleven, you were kind of curious. But yeah, two thousand eleven, you got kind of serious. It's correct. Like. Yeah. Correct. I never actually went to a, a the lodge to actually have the meetings at the lodge. I I just been hanging around Masons in in, in Mississippi. Okay. Never did I go to the, where they. I, I just don't even know where they met. I don't know if they have. Uh, like a a large building in Mississippi, or if it's kind of uh, uh, not as big as the the white masons <laughs> uh, buildings would be in there. I'm not sure how that works because I, I never I never knew physically where they met. I met them in in non masonic places and just hung out with them for those couple years. It was probably it might have even been 2009 before I finally started hanging out. Cause, but I was in Mississippi for those two years. But it might have been towards the end when I really got curious about it. But then that was interrupted while I was in transition for a few months. And then finally around 2011, when I got established here in Phoenix, I finally decided to, to make that call. And then, and then that's when it um, was around the middle of the year. Now, my understanding, I don't know everything. My understanding is I think uh, Prince Hall Masonry is predominantly African-American. Yes. But Blue Lodge, I don't know if you want to call it Blue Lodge Masonry or what you'd call it, is not limited to anybody. Anybody can join Blue Lodge, black, white. Correct. Asian, yeah, it's, it's open to all. Correct denomination, people's colors, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. And, but I also did find out even within Prince Hall Masonry there, there's two, there's two major divisions and I, and I didn't understand it then, but what I understand it now to be is through their charter, how our charter goes oh, interesting. To, the, okay. to the Grand Lodge. Yeah. I don't know a lot about there. Prince Hall Masonry myself um, either. Apparently there were, um, and don't give away too much. I don't know what we're allowed to say here and what we're not. <laughs> well, you there, there, there's some it. Prince Hall uh, lodges that don't have a charter from their official body that charters oh, them. Oh, And so okay. technically they're considered clandestine yeah. from the other side of Prince Hall. Okay. And so when I did my research prior to meeting that man in Arizona, I realized that the Arizona Prince Hall did not accept the Mississippi people that I knew, even though I was not a member of either. Had I been, I would not have been able to be. You would have been automatically correct yeah, in their eyes. Yeah, okay. okay. So, so that's kind of through my re, through my own research. Wow. I started doing. I kind of discovered some of these things. How, how there's two split groups. Okay. Um, and so I don't know which one is the real official one, or they both consider each other. I don't know which one is which. Yeah, I know. I just know Prince Hall Masons in Arizona are officially recognized by the Arizona Grand Lodge. I know that much. Yes. But they also have their own Grand Lodge uh, of Prince Hall in Arizona. Oh, in Arizona. So it's basically a a parallel body that that has a Grand, and then they have their subordinate lodges like like we do. Not as many as 
is what we do, but but enough, okay. you know. Um, so, so you called Andrew, you started coming. So I called Andrew and started walking in like like everyone else, walked in off the street, um, asked for him, had dinner, you know what I mean, and then uh, stayed downstairs and with 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 Tommy Thompson. <laughs> Uh, great, great teacher. Um, yeah. Well, everybody else went upstairs, and so I just kind of tried to come as often as I could uh, for that next six months. And then uh, I was still going to film school at that time, so then I had to have a class on a Thursday. So it actually ended up taking me a whole calendar year before I was able to get my petition in, um, because I, I had to. There was several months I, I didn't come. And so I felt like... Uh, well, because your classes, I remember you said you had classes on Tuesday nights. Right? Correct. Right. Yeah. And so then... Um, so it took you a little longer. It took, yeah, it took me a little longer to, to, uh, to get entered in, into the process. Um, so let me stop you there. What, so th- going back to, as far as I can remember, 2008, here it is 2011, really 2013 before you became a Master Mason. So... Five years. Yeah. What is it that kept you interested and in, and in chasing after this this masonry thing for five years? Okay. Um, so my initial curiosities originated with trying to, uh, I guess, investigate who controls the whole world, <laughs> <laughs> who's running everything, you know. And so um, still haven't figured that out <laughs> for the record, but I, I did come across. Um, about how Freemasonry uh, helps an individual control themselves from the inside. And so for me, it was more religious slash spiritual, um, personal things that I needed. You know, um, although my, my religion and spirituality is personal to me, I don't have a physical place where I fellowship like other people who go to church and, and, and get it that way. So I was missing that element in my life where I could feel that spirit, if you will, that, that people who go to church feel when they go to church. Right. You know, and, and have those moral reminders of how to behave and how to, um, to live righteously. And, and so when I started studying Freemasonry and realized that that's kind of what it teaches, and, and, and helps with the self-discipline stuff, that's what really appealed to me. And, and so it became more of a, a quest of, I need to do this for me. For me, yeah. I, I, need, I need it to, to be, to serve as a religion for me, because the religion I have is just beliefs. There's no participation. There's no external, uh, extrinsic value that I get. Um, and so I was hoping to find that um, in Freemasonry. And so that was kind of my main thing was just for individual reasons. I didn't really want to necessarily fellowship. I didn't necessarily want to be involved in making friends. You know what I mean? Um, uh, because I'm more of an introverted person and, and, you know, in my, in my life compared to how I used to be. And so it just was, uh, for the first few years, it was just a personal thing. I, I came. Yeah, like, I really feel like I didn't really get to know you at all until the last few months, probably. Yeah, and I'm so. sure it's similar with most people because I, because my motives were selfish, you know, from a, from a perspective, not a, you know, uh, a value point of view. But 
I, I just I, I needed to come be reminded of, of how I'm supposed to behave and to feel feel good about by serving others anonymously. You know, for for me, I've always felt that when it's anonymous, you get more more glory that way. <laughs> yeah. And so it's almost like I'm trying to get all the good credit I can, you know, to kind of balance out my little. Uh, karma checkbook or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> karma checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> so the more I can come and participate and help other guys become Masons, especially guys I don't know and have never spoken with and just, just whatever I have to do. And, and just by being here, you know, I found myself being thrust into just random roles. You know, I sat in the South, you know, once and did all kinds of other positions where, you know, a lot of it's because no one else is here. Um, but that's okay. But, you know, marching in the Veterans Parade and, you know, some of these other activities we do outside the lodge um, were also good ways to, do, to, to, to get that feeling, you know, to get that feeling that I'm, I'm doing something that, 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 that's noble and righteous and that it's not for me, my, my form of altruism, to, you know, to give back to, to community because I, I, I do believe in that, um, you know, making, making an individual man, you know, a, a brick, and then plugging that brick into the building of society. And so um, I want to be a better brick and, and help encourage other people to be better bricks so we can have a nice, beautiful building that, we, that our society represents. And one of the interesting things I, I found out is that you and I are both Eagle Scouts. Yes. So we participated in scouting as, as a youth. And tell me, do you see any similarities? Are there some lessons to learned going from scouting to masonry for you? Well, yeah. Um, you know, being, being born LDS like I was and, and involved in the Mormon church, scouting is just something that you kind of just, every, all, all, all boys do. You know, you go, go to church on Sundays and you go to scouts on Wednesday. <laughs> and a lot of times you just meet at the church, church buildings where we would have our meetings and so we'd just play basketball in the gym or every now and then there'd be a little merit badge activity. So just something that you, d- you just did that was automatic. But I do remember... You know, there's all kinds of merit badges, and some of them are are affiliated with these these other organizations. And, and masonry was one of those. But of course, when you're LDS, they just steer you towards you know either the camping or the 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 other. You know, you, there was just no segue to the Freemasonry back then. But I remember it being one of the merit badges that I really got. I didn't know that. Well, maybe not a, a merit badge, but there was there was other the the little like metal badges that you could get. Yeah. Like duty to God was, I think, or I forget what it was called, but there was one you could get if you were LDS mm-hmm. and, and certain religions had certain okay, ones you could get. It was that. a metal badge, not a, 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 a sewn on patch, but it was a metal. It's been, it's been so long. I'd have to <laughs> go back and look. I know there's some uh, history between the order of the arrow and masonry that the guy who created the order of the arrow and boy scouts have heard. I haven't done any research on that. Yeah. There's some connection there. Yeah, yeah. So, so definitely uh, a lot of the principles of, you know, being disciplined and, 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 and doing duty do it for others and things like that. On my honor, of, I will do my best to do my duty yeah. to God in my country. And, and so some of the, even the wording and the oaths and things are, are, are very funny how, how, it, how it sounds familiar. And then it just kind of segued from the Boy Scouts into the military and the Marine Corps specifically. And it's, it's funny how you know, the military is full of Masons, you know, because of, it just goes hand in hand. And, uh, of course, just without knowing how I was surrounded by them at the time, uh, I could have took advantage of joining back then, like a lot of brothers 
do. A lot of do, or, yeah, or, or yeah. Did, but um, and so where do you get that camaraderie? You know, where do you get that when when you grow up, when you're a young junior high school or even elementary school age, doing Cub Scouts every week? You're doing something during the week, you know. Um, and so now that you're a grown man with no family, what do you do? You know, even though I I, I stay busy with schooling and working two jobs and, and trying to have a, a, a dating life, that's still not enough for me. You know, there's something missing. There's that feeling that's missing inside, like I'm not giving back. You know, when I'm out there dating, that's selfish. That's just my own biological needs <laughs> need to get satisfied or whatever else. When I'm going to school, those are things that are also selfish. I'm trying to, you know, get a better education and get a better job or whatever else. Um, those are all selfish things. When I go to the gym, I'm trying to be healthy with my body. That's that's selfish. You know, it's only going to benefit me and, and my direct family if I ever have one. What am I doing to make the world a better place? To make my city, you know, even altruistic. What are you doing? To correct. Yeah. And, and so I needed that. And I was coaching. Um, well, I got involved in coaching kind of after I joined Freemasonry here in Arizona. Um, but that's you know one option that I could have done earlier. Um, but probably that wouldn't have been enough. You know, even though that's a couple nights a week, I'm helping little kids learn how to play football or whatever, and then spend all days on Saturday. Um, it was just something that was missing. And so when I started investigating Freemasonry during those five years before I actually finally took the plunge to officially get my application accepted and then begin that process, um, that's kind of subconsciously what I was motivating me. Of course, at right. the time, I didn't realize consciously that's what it was. Uh, it's only now, in hindsight, I could see that, that I was missing that. That that, that, that. was driving you. Yeah. And so, so when I did find it, then it it, 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 it fulfilled that need. And so even though, you know, like, like you remember, I would just come and kind of keep to myself and, and uh, just participate when I could because I, I was here for the, for the intrinsic feelings that I felt by just doing my duty anonymously. And then, you know, the opportunity presented itself um, where some people thought I would make a good treasurer and to actually officially get involved in the sidelines in uh, elected positions. And so then I ventured out to do that. Kind of exciting. It happened last year. You got elected for this year. Correct. Correct. Anything anything uh, different than you expected now that you're in masonry? Um, well, I guess... Uh, of course, before I got involved, you know, when you start doing research, you, you think you're going to find out the mysteries of the universe and all that. You find stuff. out who killed Kennedy. And yeah. <laughs> and, and, and where the Ark of the Covenant. That was the only disappointment was there, there's no conspiracy where we have meetings where we talk about these details. Um, but if, uh, you know, but it does help you get that discipline that, um, in my case, I was already given, but sometimes, you know, you fall outside of, your boundaries and so it keeps you within due bounds and just with the reminders and that's what all these symbols that, that we have um, uh, from the, the ancient stonemason craft even though we're not stonemasons literally all these symbols remind us of these moral principles that, that help us do all these little boy scout words that I was taught and all these marine corps value things that were also reinforced that I kind of lost um, is there anybody in masonry that stands out to you as somebody who has embodied those kind of ideals that we talk about or somebody who has helped you along the way or made a difference to you as a mason? Um, 
either before or after you became a Mason, either one. I tried to take attributes from individuals uh, that that are the qualities that I that I seek. You know, so not any one particular individual possesses them all. You know, because obviously we all have our shortcomings and <laughs> our strengths. You know, um, some of the more social people. Uh, yeah, I'd like to be more social, like I used to be. Um, some of the people that are that are great speakers or can give the lectures and stuff. I'd like to be one of those people uh, eventually. Um, you know, some of the ones that look distinguished, you know, are always in their tuxedos. And, you know, when you, when you, when you join, you, you look up to, to those types oh, of people. Oh, you look pretty sharp in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> you always got the boots going on. You always got some cool boots on. Thank you. You know, so yeah, I try to, try to take, uh, I, I try to look for specific attributes to add to my, my repertoire, if, if, so to speak. Like a carpenter, I'm trying to, or, or a mason, I'm trying to add little tools. Tools. Any, any, uh, can you tell me any stories about any, any uh, interesting events or, or good memories or funny stories so far since you've been in masonry? Um, I think it's recently, you know, we've been just hanging out after uh, Lodge on Tuesdays. We go to this little place up the street. Oh, yeah, tell us, what do they call that? The, the name of the, the establishment? No, the, what do you call it when you go out after lodge? I don't know. Is they there call it high, is it low 12. Low, oh, is that what it is? I think that's what they call I it. I didn't know there was a secret little secret. <laughs> name. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I like that. Um, you know, because kind of like I said, the first, you know, my my initial attraction to Freemasonry was just for the, the, little, the, little, the little warm and fuzzies you get when you know you do the right thing. Um, but, but also there, there's so much more to it and I wanted to take advantage of more of the social stuff because I don't have a family to go home to like most guys do. And so to me that, that has also filled another void when we go do that every night I'm I'm one of the more consistent ones and, uh, you know, we're getting a good core of guys and it's just, it's good to then do the stuff we do in the lodge and then go beyond be social and and, 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 and and either keep talking about masonry or just talk about other stuff and, and get to know each other more as as men outside of masonry but still affiliated with with, with masonry and so I'm getting that extra little niche covered that way yeah so um, we got sometimes we got out here at nine o'clock on Tuesday and then we're out till 10 10 30 yeah midnight sometimes midnight. You know? <laughs> Yeah, closing, closing the bar down, and, and that's, uh, you know, um, I didn't think that would ever appeal to me originally, um, or that, that it ever existed, because it didn't seem like people did that. You know, we had our little charity events we would do on the weekends and show up, and then we would do our little lodge stuff that we do, and um, it just seemed like everything was a specific event. You know, there was nothing just for the sake of just hanging out. And, uh, and so I just thought that that was, you know, you'd have to join the shrine to get that or some of these other bodies, um, or just have your own little clicks that, 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 that would do that, um, just naturally. But, uh, I like how, how that's, yeah, me too. I like, I like that, you know, how, how we're doing that and people are, are participating, you know, I figure, you know, you already can't have to keep your Tuesdays open. You know what I mean? 
So why not? They, why not? Yeah, all night long. If you get home at eleven thirty, or if you get home at, at nine thirty, what does your wife really care at that point? You know. Any any closing thoughts or any other stories or anything you want to share? Um, trying to think. I know there was this funny story. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what it was. That I was. I'm on stage fright. I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, I know you just told me you walked in the, the Veterans Day Parade. What was that like? Um, so I've walked in three now um, in my time here. As a Mason? Yeah, the oh. first one I, I wasn't even uh, entered yet. I was still a candidate. Okay. Um, in the 2012, I believe, and then 2013, 14, 15. Yeah, one year I, I couldn't um, attend because I was actually – on a TV show so that it was filming that day. So my, my, my first opportunity to be on. That's a good reason to miss. The A&E Network, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Make my little appearance. I had to go film that. What, what show was it? Uh, it was um, Shipping Wars. Ship- oh, yeah, yeah. Season finale. I have not seen Shipping Wars, but I've heard about it. Yeah. You were on that, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. They, they don't hire actors, per se. You know, they, you're, they're, they film people who are doing it. Correct. You know, it's yeah. supposed to be real and everything, but of course it's television, so <laughs> it's not. Semi, yeah, semi-true. So I played myself, technically, but yeah. Uh, so I had to, it just happened to be on, they, they filmed it that day. So uh, I had to, okay. You know, got paid $100 to go do that instead. <laughs> so yeah, but the other three events, um, I don't know, I thought there would be more, uh, uh, more of a presence in, 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 in the parades from our lodge. And, uh, cause obviously the parade itself is so huge with all these other groups. Right. And I guess my, my first time I assumed that it would just be all of the Masons would just march together from all the lodges in, in, in the Valley. And I guess each lodge kind of does their own thing. I, we team with Saguaro, uh, you know, lodge. And, and so both lodges march together, but I thought it would be like all Freemasons, because then I saw like the Scottish Rite, York Rite guys had their little groups. And so oh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought maybe if we got together in one big thing, it would be, be more impressive than three or four or six guys walking and the Job's daughter is riding in the back of a, <laughs> of a pickup truck, you know? <laughs> so, um, and especially with all the, the veterans and, and people that we still have, I don't know how many of us can still wear fit into our uniforms <laughs> but you know the, the those of us that can't can still wear our tuxedos and there you go um so i thought that that you know was uh that's my favorite thing to do uh for masonry but but now that i'm an officer i, I think it's good that you know to go do do visitations now you know, like going to Glendale like we did the other day. Yeah, that was fun. I'm looking forward to a lot of meeting other guys at other lodges and just kind of getting to know more guys in the valley. Yeah, yeah. I tried to, I tried to um, visit in Mexico when I was down there visiting, but I, I couldn't literally find. Oh, this was an interesting story. I remember when you told me this. What yeah. You- so I was doing some work in Mexico uh, last winter during the holiday times, and I just you know, wanted to, just in case, you know, I got into some trouble down in Mexico. I wanted to at least find the brothers, at least know where they were at. So, right. I, so I asked the secretary for like a list of official people that we recognize in Mexico. 
so I could have the address of a lodge just in case, you know, I ran into some trouble because I knew I'd be traveling through several Mexican states by myself in my own vehicle. So, you know, all the little stories they tell you about how dangerous it is, you don't know what to expect. And I just wanted to, you know, be able to get a phone number where I could, where I could call Lisa Mason and, you know, if I needed to. Um, and so I did a little research and found out one of the lodges that was going to be on my path was celebrating an 80-year uh, dedication or whatever. And so I wanted to go, go attend that. I was like, well, what a cool thing to, you know, to show up at, you know, an 80-year little uh uh, ceremony that they were doing and I couldn't couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's even, point even though it was in a smaller town, the town was still bigger than I expected, maybe uh, 10,000 people, you know, in a farming little community. But the people I asked didn't know where it was and the address I had wasn't an exact address. And so, you know, just stopping in stores and, and trying to ask people the directions I did get, they didn't give me directions to like a Nazarene church or whatever that was having a, a party that night as well. So they were having a band, but you know, it was a totally different thing. So the people had got confused and gave me directions to that. And so after, you know, an hour or two trying to, you gave up. Well, cause I knew at that point I'd be way late and, you know, but it seemed like it was so hidden underground, even with the address or the name of it, the people, um, you know, and even even one of the 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 women I befriended and asked her, she had heard of masonry, but she knew it was so secret. And I kept trying to tell her, like, no, it's not a it's not, it's not a secret organization. You know, come on, Vic. Vic is texting me and calling me. We got to leave. I knew it. I know. My phone is ringing. I know it's Vic. We're still interviewing, but uh, we're done. We're done. We're, sorry to cut you off for us, but thank, thanks for taking yeah. the time. Sorry you couldn't find the lodge in Mexico. That kind of stinks. Yeah, well. Maybe yeah. next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> yep. See <Yeah. laughs> ya.